Welcome, everybody. This is George. Uh, I'm here with Ben. Hi. Yes, Ben. I'm I'm here with Ben, and we are ad libbing a discussion. So this is not anything we're reading from. We don't have our notes in hand, uh, but we wanted to take some time since our very young podcast has. And you you can't see my hand motions. Our very young podcast has taken a look at Galatians for six weeks and James for almost that long. And so what we wanted to do was talk about some of the things that pop up in both of the letters. Uh, because I spent 18 episodes saying, don't look at the works, don't look at the works, don't look at the works. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. The gospel is apart from works. And then Ben spent 14 episodes talking about the works show you're saved, the works show you're saved. Like do this. That. Do that. Right. So my question at the start of our time here is how can it be don't look at the works and also look at the works? So if you're a podcast listener and you're hearing what appears to be mixed messages, how do you not think to yourself, the Bible is rife with contradictions? Where do works fit in the life of a believer? Yeah, well, I think on the surface, and I think you would agree with this, George, I think on the surface it does, it does look different. It does. And so I guess... What I tend to do whenever things seem to not be adding up, I like to look at context. I look at the fuller picture that what Paul talks about and what James is talking about. And so for me, it seems like there are things that Paul absolutely cares about works, but in the order by which it is talked about is different. And so I think... What James and Paul are after are actually the same things, is that faith is the starting point by which we come to Christ, right? Right. And the natural telos, the purpose, the natural conclusion, yeah. the natural result yeah. is those works. And so it's, it's not so much of I'm working towards my faith to accomplish right standing with God, like this forensic thing. It's nothing that I do, as we learned from Galatians. It's so much of what Christ did in me that now naturally is evidenced by a changed heart through the outward expression of those works. Right. Um, it is also true that epistles are task theology. Mm. And so we remember what Paul was fighting against in the whole book of Galatians. He's fighting against agnostic teaching that said, hey, you think you've got Christianity down, but if you want to know how to go one level up, you need our teaching on this. And so Paul was reminding his readers, the gospel is about faith by grace and nothing else. You don't need an extra something after you get saved. You don't need an extra set of experiences after you get saved to be approved by God as a believer. James, on the other hand, is dealing with a very real, uh, a very true reality. Hey, if I believe in Jesus, that has to affect my life somehow. Uh, so... It's not that James is saying, hey, you people are probably unsaved. His thought is, 
if we believe in Jesus, that has to affect us in practical ways. There has to be some outworking in the, the everyday, here and now, with real people. It has to change how we look at rich people in our service. It has to change how we look at the poor in our midst. It has to change how we look at widows and orphans. Uh, or else, we got to go back to the, the fount of our salvation and question, did we really believe what we believed when we believed it? Yeah, just, just in case anyone feels like as though, you know, wants to kill, still continue to beat the drum that Paul doesn't care about works. It's, it's, again, the order. I think Paul sums it up really well in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Yeah. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this by ourselves. And it's not by your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works. Again, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And here's the critical thing here. Remember what we just talked about. Purpose, result, kind of thing. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Right. So very much in line with what James is saying. I mean, maybe I'm just mis, uh, kind of characterizing things, but I, I think that's exactly what James had in mind. And so I guess, I mean... Would you would you push back against that at all, George? Right. I mean, I no, feel like... I I think it is, I think it's right in line. Uh, Galatians was all about how you get in the door. Yes. Uh, James is about what happens once you're inside. <coughs> uh, so, Paul in Galatians was very concerned about how you are identified as a believer. I am a believer in Jesus because I accepted the free gift of salvation by grace through faith plus nothing. That's how I get in the door. James is taking a look at, hey, wait a minute, this is a whole group of people that believes that they are saved by grace through faith, and it's not working itself, the reality of the gospel is not working itself into their practical lives. Hey, what's up with that? So, so the order is well taken, and Ephesians does speak to that. Uh, we are God's workmanship, his poema, his poem, uh, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So we're saved by grace through faith plus nothing. That gets us in the door. It gets us grafted into the vine. We are part of the family of God. And then, hey, now you're a part of the family. That's fantastic. Let's talk about family responsibilities. Let's talk about the things that are now true because you have received salvation by grace through faith. Yeah, I, I likened this in my, uh, in my episodes with that of owning a car. Okay. In, in, the, in the sense that, <clears throat> yes, if we owned a car and kept it in the garage and didn't do anything in it, with it, Right. Could we still say that we enjoyed our car? Could we still say that we have a relationship with the car? Yes, it's in the garage, but we're not doing anything with it. We have, when we know our car, we, 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 we know its ins and outs. We take it out. We go for car washes. I'm, I'm relating car to faith, right? Sure, sure. So, so when we have faith, right, it is something that we utilize. It is, it is something that is that is uh, meant to be utilized. It's, it's, I liken it to like a car, but it's this 
believing loyalty that it's expressed. How do we express loyalty to God? And 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 I'm thinking of like where Jesus says, as you do one of the least of these, you do to me. Right. right? And so how do we express loyalty to God in our lives every day? And that, and that, the same goes true. If, if we have a, a vehicle that we were gifted to when we were 16, and we're not using it, does that show appreciation for the gift that we've been given? No. It, it shows that, we, that, that we're hoarding it to ourselves, that we're not letting anyone see it, we're not letting anyone look at it, we're not helping, uh, we're not using it to help others, to give rides to people, to, to address things. So to me, it feels like a faith is a a, is a thing that has to be utilized, and it can't be sitting on a shelf just collecting dust. Right. Uh, for me, it's important that Scripture interprets Scripture. And so if, if we lean too far into the message of Galatians, we tend to avoid any emphasis on works. Mm-hmm. Okay. The danger that way is we don't examine our lives to see if the truths of the gospel are affecting our everyday. There are, there are things that we should be doing as a church corporately, as Christians individually. There are things that we should be doing. There are works that should be happening because we love God. And it, the danger in leaning too hard into Galatians without letting other scriptures interpret that scripture is that we, we can isolate. The danger the other way, leaning too hard into James, is we start looking into other people's lives as what Chuck Swindoll would have called sin sniffers and flesh finders. Uh, we, uh, we become professional fruit inspectors. We start looking at what other people's lives are or are not manifesting and saying things like, are you even saved? Are, are those akin to the heresy hunters? Uh, could be. Okay. Could be. Uh, you just start taking a look at, ah, oh, well, this group of believers over here or this person who thinks they love Jesus, they don't spend enough time with uh, with sinners and tax collectors. They don't spend enough time with the unwashed masses. And do they even really love Jesus? Uh, if we lean too hard into James, we can, if we're not careful, question other people's salvation, uh, question whether other people are serious about their walk. The caution I would give on that end hey, if we're going to question anybody's salvation, we should question our own. Uh, uh, Or maybe a very small group of people that are very, very close to us and into whose lives we've been given permission to speak. Uh, But just sort of broadly wondering, I bet those people aren't even serious about their commitment to Jesus. And I don't know why I go with my two-pack-a-day voice when I say such things, but... The, the danger on that end of things is that we want to be careful that if we're going to question anybody's salvation before God, it should be ours first. We should look for the plank in our own eye before we check out the speck in somebody else's, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I keep coming back to this one guy, and I, and I love the way he phrases it. We, can, we should always continue to preach the cross to ourselves, not just to others. Yeah. 
It's a constant reminder that we ourselves can do nothing to merit. Now, I I use that word, merit, very specifically, because we can merit nothing in our our contribution to salvation. It's solely the responsibility of Jesus, the man on the middle cross, who did that for us. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of this guy, this, this pastor, he, 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 he was kind of giving a, a thought ex, uh, illustration about, you know, uh, the guy who uh, goes to heaven and uh, he was asked by the various gatekeepers there in heaven asking, do you know the theology? The guy, this is this, is the, this man that, that's in heaven, he's right before he's going in, into the gates, he's being asked... He's also the man who died on the cross next to Jesus. Okay. And he's being asked these series of questions. Do you know the order of salvation? Do you know the, 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 the Trinity, the direct you know, definition of the Trinity? Do you know the, the theological ramifications of... Uh, nope. Tr- no, no, no. Nope. Do you, well, do you, have you been baptized? Nope. Nope. Uh, have you, uh, have you, uh, do you know, have you read the Bible before? And yet. And yet. This He day. says no, right. But he says, he says, so, so I didn't do any of that. Um, he just said, he said, well, what, what makes you think, the person says, what makes you think you can come in? And he says, the man in the middle cross said I could come. That's it. That's it. The man on the middle cross said I could come. And that's all that there is. It's, it's. it's it's, when we when we come in through to the believing community, that's what it is. We merit nothing. This believing community that we we love and cherish one another, it's as a result of what Christ did first for us. Yeah. And we never ever can forget that. Never ever should forget that. That's yeah. that's the heart of what I think Galatians was. That's that's what I think. You know what was being talked about so much with you, George, because it's, it's such a critical thing to remember, to continue to preach ourselves the cross. Nothing of ourselves could merit anything uh, in terms of salvation, righteousness before God. That's a good point. And I want to, I'm going <coughs> to end on that point, but I'm going to ask if we can do one more, if we can do one more uh, episode, because I also want to touch on uh, another theme that was popped up, that popped up in both of our letters uh, the idea of Abraham. Uh, so let's go a little bit Old Testament in the New Testament. Oh, yeah. You're talking talk my language. Let's do that. All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.